All right, this episode is brought to you by Coffee Cola. On a hot day like today, it's a scorching day in Ontario, Canada. You can check out Coffee Cola. It's a cool alternative to coffee. It's a carbonated coffee drink that smells like coffee, tastes like coffee, and it keeps you much cooler. mixes with your best uh, bourbon or whiskey on a Friday night with your friends. You can check them out at coffeecolacanada.com. Also brought to you by Chatter365. It's a new app for your iPhone and Android that helps you keep in contact with business, family, and your community. I use this app exclusively to help communicate, and I love it. Chatter365.com. I got Sarah Lise MacArthur here right now. Um, she's joining us for Meet Me for Coffee, and you've seen her on uh, most recently on Burden of Truth. A lot of you big fans of the show called Outlander. I know my wife is going to probably freak out if I scream that a bit more, but, um, <laughs> but I'm also more interested in the uh, Arctic air um, sure. part of your life. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Adam Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> by the way, how are you? I'm great. Hi. Thank you for the intro. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? You got a, we got a lot to talk about. Adam Beach actually sat beside me on a plane. I was going to Los Angeles to do some business. And uh, this guy walks in and sits beside me. And obviously he's tired. He's been filming all day or all the whole week. And he, he lays down on the, on the tray and he looks at me and like, dude, it's out of beach. <laughs> so we ended, up talk, we ended up talking together and um, yeah. very cool guy. And you know, I made a bit, bit of a joke when he, uh, he walked in and uh, man, aren't you supposed to be flying this plane? You're on Arctic air. He's like, no man, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you get your how'd, how'd you get into acting let's start there how'd you get into acting? okay sure um well I kind of lucked out I I was raised in Regina Saskatchewan and um for those of you from not Canada you know we actually do say it that way um but anyway yeah there wasn't a lot going on in the acting world I certainly didn't have any actors in my family but um I started doing kids modeling and then there was one CBC miniseries that came to town called Revenge of the Land and they were looking for a young Métis girl, which is like a mixed blood, like uh, Caucasian and indigenous um, heritage character. And uh, I got a call from the agency to go in for the audition and like, I didn't really know how to act. I mean, every kid knows how to play pretend, right? <laughs> but um, but yeah, you learn your lines, you show up you're nervous. And then I walked in and they were pretty excited because I bore a resemblance to the actress already chosen to play my mom, which was like a bigger character on the, on the miniseries. And so, yeah, I got the part and then I had a really awesome time on set and I basically never looked back after that you know I just I just wanted to keep doing it so I started taking classes uh, including like singing and dancing classes and then I told myself I was going to move to New York because I wanted to pursue musical theater like on Broadway and I went to school there and um, yeah and then the rest is kind of history I just kept going. And for those of us who don't know this CBC is a very big deal here. We, we, we watch CBC for a lot of shows like Arctic Air, um, you know, Mr. Dress Up growing up. Uh, we also have hockey on Saturdays, obviously right, not right now, but on our Olympics. And it's a very big uh, a broadcasting company that is funded by the government. It's our, our, public, uh, our public way. It's like radio and, and, and television. So it's a very good start. 
it's nationwide. Um, Arctic Air. Yeah. Let's talk about Arctic Air. Sure, yeah. The role. How, how, how'd that happen? So, yeah, I like auditioned. Um, and I think I had probably met Adam at a party in LA once because I lived in LA for about a year. Um, but I hadn't spoken to him in quite a while. But uh, I thought I should be like, hey, Adam, like I'm auditioning for this. And I guess he like showed my picture to the casting people right there and then. So I'm sure that helped. Um, but yeah, it was a good old fashioned, uh, self tape and I was living in Toronto and it was filming in Vancouver and it kind of came up at the last minute. I think I had auditioned and then a couple months went by and then I was going to go do a non-union feature film, which is like a big no-no in the actra community. That's our, our union. But I hadn't worked in so long that I was like, I'm just going to go. So I had already like a flight booked to go back to Saskatchewan to film this. And then I got a call from my agent um, that day, like the day before I was supposed to leave. And he's like, uh, you booked Arctic Air and you're going to be needed in Vancouver tomorrow. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just called the other filmmaker and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. And I had to back out last minute. And, uh, and the, but then I went to go, Vancouver and started working on Arctic Air so it was all very exciting because that was my first um I was a recurring character so I was first time I was like a a cast member of a big television show like primetime drama it was super huge it's one of the the biggest ones that they actually ever produced on the on the network and I'm surprised it it ended Uh, you know I was getting into it at the end and um obviously after you meet Adam Beach he was like I'm just gonna watch the rest of this I'm actually gonna tune in um, yeah. he, he told me that he auditioned for ER and he was going to be a doctor on the series and he was studying. So he actually gave me a bit of an insight into, uh, studying for parts. And mm-hmm. he's like, I I'm studying, uh, medical, uh, journals and being a doctor and trying to get myself in that place. Is, is that something that you do to get yourself in a role? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of the characters I've played are quite uh, close to, like, they don't have a huge difference between me and them, except for when I play um, period dramas. And that's when there's a lot of research needed to go into, like, customs and how you would move your body, how you would speak to someone or not speak to someone, how you would gesture. And then also, of course, the language is a big one. So there's a lot of learning um, lines and inflection and just rehearsing over and over so you can make it sound like that's your first language. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of research that goes into like each part. And um, yeah, if you want to do like, like a, a, a law enforcement role or something, you have to learn kind of the protocols and everything, um, how to break down a room and like how to use weapons and that sort of thing. It's actually really fun. <laughs> And we talked about languages there for a second. Mm-hmm. You speak Nakoda, right? Yes, but not fluently. Um, I definitely know some Nakoda and I have learned it for different roles. And so because of learning it for different roles and even just for some auditions, um, I've become a lot more uh, associated with like I've come, become used to it and I can pick it up faster now and I know some root words and so it's actually um, a very similar language to a few other indigenous languages like Lakota and Dakota Um, so 
that helps me with those kind of roles as well. No, enlightening, enlightening yourself and the whole indigenous community. Uh, mm. I, I, just reading over the last couple of years, I know, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm Canadian, but uh, I'm not native. So I don't, I don't really know. I know how things used to be here in Canada. I, I know, uh, you know, the heritage, the background, I have a few friends that are native as well. Uh, sorry, indigenous. Is that as the proper? Either one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at I, this I point, kind of, kind of confused. Friends, kind so of confused. Can... Indigenous, Aboriginal, everything. Um, yeah, First Nations. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but the the cool thing is, each if you're a Nakota or you're an Ojibwe or a, a Chippewa, you all have your own language, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of them are similar to each other in some ways, and some of them are completely different. You couldn't understand each other at all um there's actually like there's an old sign language that existed like before american sign language obviously but because there were so many tribes tribal nations especially in the plains there's a plain sign language so they could um communicate with each other and that's what makes me extra proud to interview you because you have roots pretty deep into canada uh further than i do obviously i'm greek and (laughs) my, my parents uh immigrated here but you've got the uh indigenous roots which is very important a lot of people need to to learn about the beginning times in canada and uh you grew up in in a, is it yukon i heard you talking in a previous interview oh saskatchewan saskatchewan yeah 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 still but, cold though sometimes as cold as the yukon but i've actually never been to the yukon just arctic air oh. had us up in northwest territory sometimes yeah that, that was right that was right um but yeah like the Saskatchewan, it, you know, flying all over Canada takes so long and it's, it's so pricey to go around Canada. Uh, what do you like about acting in the United States? Um, I just think it's a fun, like, difference uh, to be... Okay, so there's a thing in New York, like, um, if you see the, the Made in NY, like, sticker on the trailers where all the film people are, and you go around town and you see those sometimes set up and you're always like, I kind of, I want to be in that. And then, you know, I did a role on um, a show called Friends from College on Netflix and I finally got my little like NY trailer, you know, so that was cool. And just to meet new people and kind of see if there's any differences. Um, there's most things are pretty much the same between the U S and Canada. There's probably some small differences, but um, yeah, I think it's just, it's just fun. Like Co- I got to work with Kobe Smulders on that one. So she's a Canadian girl that's done extremely well in Hollywood. You know, it, it, it's, it's refreshing and like inspirational to be around people like that. That's incredible. And you had a, one of your, uh, you know, I made it moments with the trailer with I love NY kind of on there. So that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. It's another win, win for Canada. Uh, how do you drink your coffee? Do you drink Tim Hortons coffee? Is there a Tim Hortons down in, in, uh, in New York City? Yeah, I think there is one, but I think it's all, ugh, I can't remember now, but I'm pretty sure there's one down at 42nd, but I'm one of those Canadians that can't digest milk. <laughs> yeah, so if I want to have like, you know, fancy milk, I usually go to one of the independent coffee places. Uh, I usually frequent around those. That's why I kind of made this, this podcast to talk about coffee and different roasts and uh, I'm obsessed with coffee. So I like the mocha taste. Nice. Um, well, drinking Stumptown coffee you can get it at Whole Foods it's made in Brooklyn and they've got some really interesting roasts like with like chocolate kind of undertones or vanilla-y ones um and they're 
yeah, they're just, they're kind of like that fancy hipster coffee. <laughs> no, coffee makes the world go round. And I've, I've really <laughs> come to realize that, especially when you're uh, doing like five to 10 interviews straight in a day. I bet. <laughs> uh, it can be time consuming and, and then there's lots of room for errors. So you got to keep focused and it's a good way to keep focused. How do you memorize your lines? Uh, speaking of focus, like how do you, how do you block everything out to memorize lines? Uh, I know I have a good memory, but I don't know if I could do it, take another shot at acting, but how long, how, how many lines do you get a show to in the burden of the truth to memorize and how do you block everything out to, to remember things? It's yeah, it's challenging. It's one of those things that gets easier with experience. So the more you do it, the more it's like a, it's like a muscle, right? So your brain like can start retaining things. Um, and there's like little tricks, you know, like I think having dialogue is much easier to remember than a monologue, you know, because you're not on your own. You can like react to what somebody else is saying. And like, hopefully you're reacting like in the moment and the other line kind of just comes out of you because it's like a natural progression in that way. But um, yeah, it's a lot of repetition. Uh, I have an app called uh, Rehearsal Pro and that helps me a lot. Um, I just put my scripts in there and then I go through and I like, I highlight it on my iPad and then you can, you can cover it up and like test yourself and you can also record it and just play it on loop over and over and over um, and then we like, you know, we run lines a lot in between setups. So that helps too. How do you put your scripts in there? You just upload it from your, your, your phone or? My email. Yeah. It's like I have the, the, when you sign up for rehearsal pro, they give you a little account and then you can just wow. email to it or you can, um, yeah, you can just directly like, like airdrop it to yourself. A rising star from Canada. Give me all her secrets. That's pretty cool. Baby. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you your tips for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, acting with Kristen Kruick. She actually uh, was one of the main characters in Smallville. That must be pretty cool. Mm. That was really cool. And I got to say, I kept it under wraps while I was on set, but like, I think it's, it's safe enough now. Like, like I was definitely a fan of Kristen uh, going into this. I had, you know, I think I'd seen her in passing at a couple events before um, I knew friends that knew her. But I used to watch Smallville all the time. And that was part of the reason when I left New York the first time um, and moved to Vancouver, that was part of the reason why, because Smallville, among other shows, were being filmed in Vancouver. And there wasn't a lot being filmed in New York at the time because it was just too expensive and they didn't have any tax incentives, which they do now. And so that's why there's a lot more going on. But uh, yeah, so I was like, oh, I want to go to where Smallville's made. <laughs> And so, yeah, like actually getting to work with her was like a, a really big attraction to doing that part for me. And, and this series, Burden of Truth, it originally, originally came on the CBC, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a CBC show. And because Kristen is such a CW darling, I think um, they know her so well over there. She was able to, she's one of the um, executive producers on the series. So she was able to um like make sure that that her show that the show would be picked up on the cw and i think it's actually a really good turn of events for other canadian shows are getting picked up on the cw now so it's a good little trend that it started it, it just takes one person to open up that open up that door and and that can yeah. keep happening. There's a lot of cool shows on the CBC. One was called, uh, was it Mr. Deed with that uh, mm -hmm. 3D guy? 
That yeah. was awesome. I watched all, I binge watched that on Netflix and there's another one called, uh, Isn't working, he in something else? yeah, he's, he's in something, something else as well. I forget, but I just saw him recently and people were like, Oh, he's really great. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's our Canadian, like comedian. He's like, yeah, it's great to see that he's doing well. I, I, I originally discovered him. See my, my father, he's an educator and they go to these conferences where they hire comedians. I don't know why they're hiring comedians, but, um, <laughs> So you, this guy hey, came. I got work too, so. Yeah. So Jerry D actually performed at his conference or whatever he was at. He's like, this guy's pretty good. Check him out. Because I guess he used to be a, an old teacher. His original job hey. was a teacher. So that's how he kind of converts it all to Mr. D kind of thing. And uh, he's like, this guy's pretty funny. So I watched it. That's how I discovered the guy. And uh, you know what? Like, he's pretty funny. There's a lot of comedians out there that are not funny personally. Uh, but this guy, he's, he's really got it. And when we talk about oh, the other series is called working moms. You ever heard mm-hmm. of that before? Yeah, for sure. I think I auditioned for the first season or something. Yeah. yeah that, the one, the main character, she was in a uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. And then she left mm-hmm. the cast to join that. That could be another show that could go pretty big in the States as well. Yeah, probably should. I think she's American. Isn't she the lead character? I, I believe so, but I don't want to confirm it because it might be wrong. Um, yeah, but I think I looked into it once and it was like, it's kind of like her show idea. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that it became like a Canadian show before an American show, but yeah, um, absolutely probably on its way to being shown down here if it isn't already. What are some other projects you're working on? Um, okay, so I mean, nothing right now. Just kidding. <laughs> no, everything kind of stopped, which we know, but um, I'm a producer as well, like an emerging producer. So I'm working with Thurza Cuthand. She's a Cree uh, writer and filmmaker, and she has um, a feature that we've had in development for several years. Um, and then also, we just got funding. Um, from the Harold Greenberg Fund for uh, a shorts to feature for that project. Um, Awesome. And so I'm excited about that one. We haven't confirmed, but I'm probably going to act in it. This probably because it'll save us money, but, (laughs) but also it's a really, really cool part. So I'd be like very excited. Um, Hopefully I am able to act. We have to make sure that like, you know, Bell Media is cool with that and everything, but um, either way, it'll be a great experience for me as a producer. Um, and then I have like these other projects that I've finished filming that haven't been released yet. So I'll be pretty excited when those are ready. Um, they're all kind of just waiting in the wings for release. And I know that, you know, a lot of film festivals have been canceled or postponed. So that's probably part of it. Um, but one of them is called Monkey Beach and it's based on a Canadian novel by Eden Robinson and, I have a supporting role in that one. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, And then there is another one called The First Encounter, which is a sci-fi kind of alien movie. And um, we're probably going to be doing some reshoots of that this summer. So I would assume it'll be finished, you know, maybe hopefully in the next few months after the summer. So hopefully by the end of the year. And then there's another one called um, called Don't Say Its Name, and that's a monster movie, and it's kind of uh, it's like a mystery horror kind of genre, and it was really fun to shoot, even though it was freezing cold. Where'd you film it? Uh, 
in Calgary or outside Calgary at this like little camp place called Camp Kiwanis. In the winter time, uh, obviously. In the winter. And it was during one of the cold snaps. And then like it, you know, they had a Chinook come in after that and then it got cold again. But there were times where the, uh, the cameras froze. And so they, they just wouldn't turn on. So they had to change like the schedule so we could do the interior scenes instead of the exterior scenes. But there's all sorts of things that happen when you're filming at like 40 below because uh, like if there's blood, that fake blood stuff that like freezes quicker than, you know, like water or anything would. So it could really like mess up your skin if it's on you. Um, Also like holding like, my character is really badass. I got to like uh, use, I think like how many different types of guns, at least three different types of guns. And um sometimes like the barrels would get so cold, like my hand would almost stick to it, you know? So you're like, do I wear gloves in the scene or not wear gloves in the scene? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> electronics struggle to work on un- under 40, uh, 40 below as well. So. I'll- yeah. So that was why we had to switch. And then, yeah, sometimes we were filming all night and we were like running into the cars, like the trucks in between and like turning on the heat and then like getting out again and trying to do the scenes and act. And <laughs> it was crazy. You know, I never really understood, like, I'm a big James Bond fan. I saw 1917. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember that movie? That was a wicked movie. Oh, yeah, I loved that movie. I saw it in theaters, and I, I want to see the James yeah. Bond movie, and it's like, it, I saw the trailer, and then it was postponed. So I didn't really understand what the heck was going on at the beginning of all this uh, COVID-19 stuff that I'm pretty sick of hearing right now. And uh, Right. But what I what is I was just thinking about with all your projects, like you're not the only one. It's gonna be I don't know how it's gonna be worked out where all these actors have all their projects and stuff rolled out after all this. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be quite the market. Um, like I don't really understand how it's gonna happen. People have uh, Netflix shows like Queen of the South. I know I was talking to some of the people involved with that show. Um, they they're trying to roll out season five, but they had to stop filming. You know, like mm-hmm. so they have to go back to work, and they gotta f- figure out how to film the rest of it. Um, obviously, social distancing, um, and yeah. and you know you know you have Bond twenty five, and it, that's gonna come out at some point. And you have people who are hoping it, that they still have the part in that show that they auditioned for, if it's still going to happen, right? Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, and we have no answers yet, you know, because um, all these companies, like hopefully the money that they, um, you know, said was there will still be there, but we have no guarantee of that. So um, I'm kind of, I guess, lucky. I was like kind of in a bit of a lull. Like I just finished up on um, Don't Say Its Name and that's going to be on Super Channel, by the way. Okay. Um, and I don't know when it'll be done, but probably, I think within this year, um, hopefully sooner, <laughs> like summer or something. I don't well, know. Ed- editing and stuff takes such a long time too. It right? does, especially if you have like special effects or even if you don't, but especially if you have special effects to put in, like it's our VFX, it's like uh, you never know when those are going to be ready. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I'm, I'm happy that I, at least there's going to be stuff like coming out at some point. It'll be a bummer if we can't go to theaters with some of them, you know, but it seems like actually having a digital release is probably the best bet for a lot of things now. So people can see it. Absolutely. 
you were an Outlander, which is mm-hmm. really, really big right now on Netflix. Can you describe uh, auditioning for that 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 awesome show? Sure. Okay. So first of all, they had this one scene, which was like my my character's first scene, where uh, she's holding the baby and she's talking to Roger in French, and then her uh, tribesman comes in and she starts speaking to him in Mohawk. And it did say in the audition, like, if you don't speak Mohawk, like, don't worry about it. You can either speak in another indigenous language or like, you know, just never mind. But the audition sides themselves were in English. So getting the French translated wasn't so hard because you can kind of do that on your own and just verify with somebody who speaks French, which isn't too hard to find in Canada, you know. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I reached out to a Mohawk friend of mine, uh, Devery Jacobs. And I was like, hey, like, eh, are you going in for this? Like, are you, like, can you help me get this translated? And I just know as an actor who's done period dramas and, um, you know, various indigenous roles that like, it doesn't really make sense to speak English in the audition even because, you know, how I'm speaking to you right now, how would I change the way that I'm talking to sound like I'm from the, like the 18th century and I'm speaking another language. Like basically me opening my mouth is going to take you out of it. Even if like the producers and directors are like, don't worry about it. It's like, "Mm, yeah, we should probably worry about it. You know? So there's a few different approaches you can do. Like if you don't know that language or you do know another language or, you know, bits and snippets from another language because you've had to learn it for a role, you can just kind of substitute those words in Um, but I went out of my way to like actually learn the Mohawk as best I could because I really like learning languages and, um, it just makes more sense to me that like, I don't know, it just feels more authentic. Um, and I want to be respectful of other people's, uh, their cultural stories, you know? So, yeah, so I went in, um, I actually had a few extra days with it because I was busy doing a, an audio book. And that was key because I got like a couple extra days to go over the language, right? And um, I had taped it with my friend just to see like, in case I didn't get a chance to go in, uh, this was in Toronto, uh, like maybe I can just send the tape. But then when I watched the tape, I kind of like, I, I, you know, I nitpicked myself a little bit. And so I, I felt really prepared when I went in for the audition, long story short. So I like, I went in at like 9am on like a Monday or something and then I did one take and I nailed it and I was like, yes, <laughs> that's how I felt. Where, where I, exactly was this episode filmed? Um, it was filmed in Scotland. So they had reached out to Lisa Pearson, who is a Toronto casting director and um, the people from England or from Scotland, sorry, they, they wanted um, in actual indigenous actors to portray, portray the, the native characters in the season um, and I think because of uh, immigration and everything, it's and maybe even some of the union rules or something, it was just made a lot more sense for them to get Canadians instead of Americans. So we kind of had, you know, they had luck the on our side. The common yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. This is, that's awesome. They got the, they got mm-hmm. the real thing going over there. Yeah, and so they brought everyone over. They had like, you know, over 100 extras um, and also like several actors. And 
a lot of us knew each other and knew people that knew each other and were there. And uh, it was kind of wild to all be in Scotland together. We're like, what are we doing? We're at work. Like what? Yeah, Scotland <laughs> is something on my bucket list. Uh, mm-hmm. It's great. Talk about, there, there's a, there's a scene um, that somebody was caught on fire mm-hmm. in Outlander. And I remember watching it, you know, obviously the beginning of the show, uh, have you, have you watched it from the beginning at all or? Uh, yeah, I watched, I'm actually like, you know, I'm not up on the most recent season cause I'm trying to like save it a little bit cause yeah. I know it's not going to be new for a while. Like they're not going to have any more new ones for a while, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm caught up on, um, up to the end of season four. Yeah. So like we, we basically like we're, st- we started watching it and then like, we didn't understand what happened where she went to remove the rock and then all of a sudden she was in like a different dimension or something. Oh like. Yeah. We were, watch, we were watching a show called Dark before this. It's uh, from Germany. It's kind of like the, it's better than Stranger Things. And it, it's the same thing with time travel. So that kind of messed us up at the beginning, right? So we had to rewind oh, it. Cool. It's a pretty cool show. So describe, let's go back to the guy burning and, and, and your part in it and how cool it was to be close to someone who was on fire. Yeah, it was really crazy. Like I hadn't seen that before and hopefully people don't really have to see a burning man don't want to see that just that's about it <laughs> i'm sure it got seared into my mind um and you know uh, it was great uh so basically uh there's a part where my character spoiler alert uh walks onto the pyre with her lover um and the stunt double was already on there in a flame retardant suit like lit on fire and the other two actors have to like watch my character walk and um, be, you know, like hor- horrified that I'm actually doing that. And so they were like, uh, like, could we get an eye line? And then they were like, well, can Sarah Lee just like walk that way? And then they're like, well, how close she- can she get? So I got to walk like as close as I was allowed to get. I was probably like, I don't know, six feet away or something like that. And then I had to like dive out of the uh camera like so that they could just have only a clean shot it's a pretty cool scene but you know at least you're not the guy on fire or you're not the the woman or the so then that was the other thing so the stunt woman she's awesome and she's done so much stuff if you look her up she's in like everything and she also does a lot of other outlander stuff like for the lead character claire and everything but so she had to be in a flame retardant suit uh dressed like me on the outside and then like walk up to the um the other stunt double and they both had to burn and so when she was doing that her foot because she can't see very well inside the suit right and she has a little straw that she's like breathing air through um her foot stumbled when she was going on to the pyre and so she kind of had to like very not gracefully like get herself up there and then get into this final pose uh hug position And when she stumbled, she like face planted into the other burning stunt double. And so the, the straw she was breathing through melted and like burned her lips. So I saw her in the, in the loo after in the honey wagon after that. And she had like, she was putting like burn cream on her lips and I was like, Oh my God, what happened? And she like told me, I was like, Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Would you ever do your own stunts? I've done actually a few. I think the fire ones I'll leave <laughs> for other people to do or anything re- involving like a gun going off close to my face or something like that. Um, I'll probably leave for the stunt doubles. But 
Uh, I have done some of my own stunts uh, in a, um, a short film that will be coming out at some point also. It's called uh, Heaven and Earth, A Ritual. But I really liked that because I've trained in Kung Fu and like other martial arts and I've always just been a really big action fan. So um, getting a little bruised up is not too bad for me. It's actually like kind of fun, you know. So, At least you're not jumping off buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, like I'm not going to do anything crazy. This was like, okay, the, the coolest thing I got to do was like jump on a table with a knife and like jump on the guy's back. And then he had to like slam me against the wall and I fell. That's all I he, had to He could do. have threw in a backflip or something. Uh, Kung yeah. Fu, Kung Fu is pretty cool. My, my girls do Kung Fu or they used to oh, do good. Kung Fu. Uh, it, it has a lot of, it creates a lot of discipline for you. And, I, and mm-hmm. also I did martial arts as well growing up. It, there's a lot of uh, muscle memory. You're like, you're really fast to react to things. And it yeah. also keeps you in shape and uh, your, your mind clear. Exactly. You, still, you still train or no? I do. I do. And now you're making me miss it because I haven't been doing it as diligently since all of this started. I do have like a martial arts school that I can access, um, you know, on Zoom. Uh, so, you know, probably I should start doing it. It just doesn't feel as it fun. Doesn't when feel right. like, it, it doesn't feel yeah, right. Yeah, you're like in your apartment, like, you know, it doesn't feel like you're giving it the kind of respect that it needs but it's still better than not doing it so (laughs) absolutely and you know you're not you're not the only one who feels that way Uh, Mm -hmm. and like for me i like to go to the gym but it's obviously it's not open and they're talking now that we may have to make a uh, an appointment when we want to work out so they'll be waiting for us so i'll be accountable for going so it's (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of scaring me at the same time and, and going to a bar now, you can't go to the bar. You can't have one drink, sit up there and have one beer and then leave. You have to make a reservation, sit at the table and you have to be out of there in an hour. So things are changing. You're not the only one who feels that way. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound fun, but you know, maybe we'll take it for now in hopes that it'll go back to what we recognize as normal someday soon <laughs> yeah, absolutely so so you're saying you, you would like to do action films mm-hmm. that'd be great <laughs> what, what who's 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 the one actor that you would like to meet the one action film actor or uh, an actor that you'd like to star in a film with uh i'd love to be in a liam neeson movie i think he's you know I just I just love the kind of um, the energy in those movies, even though they're all kind of getting to be the same movie over and yeah. over. They Taking seem one, two, are we up to four? We're up to four or three. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's tons of people I would really, really love to work with who I admire. And Gal Gadot, obviously, she's like a big um inspiration to me uh, i think we look really similar so i don't know if we'd have to play sisters or something but Possibly. that would be awesome you know i'd be intimidated as she show me up but that'd probably be the kind of challenge i needed <laughs> well sarah lease i really appreciate it she drinks black coffee because the milk bothers her and i'm in the <laughs> only same from, boat. <laughs> only from timmy's otherwise yeah. i use oat milk or almond milk <laughs> it's the cream it's it's really the cream and it, it really like you feel so weird after that black (laughs) black coffee is the way to go or nothing in it. I don't know how you say it, but that's the way I drink it. I drink coffee cola now because it's obviously they're my sponsors. And I want to try that. That looks great. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll ship you a box if you want. 
Whoa, that'd be dope. I'm, I'd be so thrilled. Do they ship cross-border now, or is it that I that- think they do, but it might take a while. Anyway, we can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? You're making Canada proud. Your indigenous roots. <laughs> Keep going with that. Um, hopefully, we see you star in a film soon. And next mm-hmm. time, we will meet for coffee in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, down the road. It's only 45 minutes away from me. Uh, when you're in town next time, coffee's on me. It's black awesome. coffee, and I will always remember that. All Thank right, sweet. Holler at you. Yeah.